Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. Yes, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. My magic this week is pretty amazing magic, one of my favorites forever and ever, and I'm honored to finally know and meet and work with her, the one and only paranormal investigator, singer and songwriter, Katrina Weidman. Yes, yes, you know her from Portals to Hell. You know her from everything. She was one of the first girls on TV doing this stuff. But before I bring you the beautiful Katrina, where's Patty? Yep, yep, because if I don't look it up to tell you, I have no idea where I am. Well, where I am, if you were listening or watching this, the week we first drop in the week of Monday, August 1st, Yes, it is August. Where did this year go? Um, I am here in town. I just got back in town. I probably just landed as as we are watching or listening to this. Um, I just got back from a secret trip with, yes, Elton Castille and the TFIL crew and the amazing singer-songwriter Megan Trainer. She gave, she, she busted it. She busted it when I did her show last week. So if you haven't seen Megan Trainer and Ryan Trainer's show, they are my new absolute favorite brother sister team. Um, check out, it's called Working On It. It's Working On It podcast. It's everywhere you get podcasts, it's YouTube. Um, you know her from all sorts of music, Grammy award winning, everything. But she's a pretty funny podcaster and we'll see. But she may have experienced her first ghost this weekend. Yes, she may have. And after we went to the secret location with Elton and Megan and the crew, I went to Dallas. Dallas with my Paraflix Natalie, with the Paranormal Princess, with Haley, with Devon, Cosmic Divine, with the Moon Girl Sarah, with my friend Christy. So it was a girl's trip to the ghosts in deep somewhere, Texas. Maybe you joined us. Maybe you didn't. We'll probably have all sorts of clips up. But other than that, I am home for a couple weeks anyway. Then I've got the big Michigan Paracan. Then I've got the big Michigan. That's hard to say. <laughs> we can leave that in. Then I've got the big Michigan Paracon with everybody who's anybody go. It's way up in Sault Ste. Marie. We have got Orange County Paracon, the first ever Orange County Paracon with Henry. And you're going to see him or you can see him on this podcast. We have got the PEX in Virginia City. So it's traveling time. Pack your suitcase, pack your K2 meter, pack your dowsing rods and join me all over the country. And then out of the country because we're still looking at Romania in November. Yes, the birth of the vampire with myself, King of all the vampires, Father Sebastian, and just in case we need it, James Anito, the Catholic priest exorcist. But we're going to all the most spooky places in Romania. So if you haven't, please sign up for my newsletter, um, pattynegri.com. And on a rare occasion, I actually send them out and I'll tell you where I'm being. Follow me on social media. Um, if you are in town this week, though, I do have a class Tuesday. I am actually teaching a class on house clearing post-COVID house clearing. So if you are free this week and it's not Tuesday yet, join me. And, and I'm really excited. I'm actually gonna do another Scared and Alone. If you don't know it, you've gotta watch it. It's the opposite of every other paranormal show anywhere versus a whole team in a haunted location and then somebody in base camp watching. It's a bunch of people in base camp are all over the country watching and one single very scared and alone person in the location. I'm going to do it on August 13th. 
I don't know where we're going to be because they never tell me anything, but it's going to be someplace really spooky. It's a mansion. It's crooked mansion. I don't know what that means. And it's short. And I don't know if the ghosts are short or the mansion is short, but I'm going to be there with all sorts of all the usual subjects, Haley, Michelle, paranormal princess, Dean, David, David Sloan, everybody. So Scared and Alone. You could check out scaredandalone.com, Scared and Alone, YouTube, Facebook, follow me. I'm going to post it all over the place because I love working with these people because I get to sit in the comfort of my own home and watch really scared people all by themselves. <laughs> so you don't want to miss it because you guys get to participate. You guys get to comment. You guys get to say, oh, look behind you, paranormal princess. Oh, look behind you, Courtney. Oh, look. Yeah. So you join in. You will be part of it. And that's it. That's Where's Patty. Hey, everybody. Guess what time it is? Yes, it is time for the Willow Port. We'll go up off the couch like always. So we're going to wait for that obligatory yawn right now on cue. The one thing she does on cue. But guess what the Willow Report is today? It is to introduce you to Willow's little sister, Grace. Yes, Willow and Grace. Love that show. And I didn't even think of it. A friend did. But this, this is Grace. She's maybe eight weeks old, but she's the size of a four-week-old because she was found at three or four days old, nurse-fed by a dear friend of mine, found in a garage, and she's been the best thing since Willow to walk into this house. Now, Willow, have you just been, really, is that your baby? Is that your baby, Willow? Oh my gosh, Willow has taken on these like motherly, big sisterly vibes. They play together. She watches out for her. The kitten will walk up to her and start to eat her food, which she can't eat her food. But Willow's like, okay. She would not do that to anybody else except for her little sister, Grace. So Willow, do you want to tell everybody about your beautiful little sister, Grace? She's the tiniest thing. She doesn't even really weigh a pound. You love her, don't you? You love the baby. Okay, everybody look in the camera. We're going to have two of these. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Willow has a new little sister. Meet Grace. You want to say anything, Willow? I really got to get a ring light just for this little puppy so you could see how cute she really is. And you, they play and play and play. Today she's worthy of being a little tired because they've been playing since about 6 a.m. Huh, baby? Kiss your baby? The two of them together have, ah, there's that yawn. She put, the baby puts her whole head in her mouth, but she's so gentle with her, it's crazy. Anyway, I've just lost my AirPod. Willow, look into the camera one last time. Meet Grace. That's the Willow Report. Ah! Hey, everybody. Let's do some magic, shall we? Today, I thought, as I looked around my house, maybe we should do some house clearing, some post-COVID, post-pandemic, post-lockdown house clearing. Now I've done house clearing things before because I think as much as we dust our house and as much as we paint our house and buy new pillows and buy new furniture, we need to energetically clean our houses. And for a lot of us, speaking to myself, um, people haven't been in your house, your home, your apartment in a long time. It's like Wow, has anybody crossed these doors except my husband and I and my fur babies in two years? Not really. And I looked around and things have gathered up a little bit. Things have piled up a little. And I mean the literal things like 
magazines and stuff and haunted dolls and K2 meters. And, but it's like, oh, wow, we kind of nested. We kind of hid away. You didn't have to clean the house because people were coming over. And the energy shows it just as much as the piles of stuff. So now as we're moving into summer, we're moving into nice weather, most places, let's do a the world is coming back house clearing. Now, I work elementally. There's lots of ways to do it, but elementally works with everybody, and you're working with Earth's nature's elements, and we're on Earth. So the one thing I always remember, first walk through your house or apartment or your room, whatever you have. How does it feel to you? Visually, how does it look to you? Is it crowded? Does it look good? Do you need to slide that chair so there's more flow? Do you need a little more color in it because it's too dark? Do you need a little more burnt grounding in it? Look for things for just like both how it feels, how it smells, maybe. Smells doesn't have to be literal, but it can be. How it looks and feels and the energy and flow. And all you guys listening to this, I know you can do it because this is the world we live in. So walk through the house once and think about besides how it looks, how it smells, how the energy, is it heavy, is it light? How do you feel in that room? Do you hang out in that room? Do you avoid that room? Is it a pass-through room? Is it a room you should use? Um, I realized once my office, which I live in, I didn't want to go in my office. I would move my computer upstairs. I would take the phone anywhere but here. And I'm like, why am I not going in my beautiful office that I love? And I looked around and I saw a haunted object that had gone bad. I mean, really bad. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. So I did what probably not everybody could do. I called Zach Baggins and I said, I have a really horrible haunted object for you. Do you want it? He had me take send a picture and he goes, yeah, I want it. So now it's in Zach Baggins museum. So if you want to go see a, a nail fetish hate God in a cupboard, that's fabulously up in his thing. You can, but I can go in my office again, but look around. Are you avoiding that room? Are you happy in that room? Do you sleep well in your bedroom? Do you have good conversations in your dining room, in your living room? Is it a place where you can relax, talk, watch TV, listen to music, whatever you do? Your kids' room, do they feel free there? Do they enjoy? Do they feel safe there? Look at your bathroom. Does it feel like sanctuary? Does it feel like a spa? Even if it's a tiny little, this is my bathroom where I do. Is it you feel privacy? Go what, what you feel because that's what you want to think. So you've walked through. Now you're going to set up some kind of a sacred space, whatever you want, light a candle, do whatever. If you want to get real fancy, we can get real fancy. I can give you herbs and oils and all sorts of things. I actually have a simple, anybody can do it, house clearing in my book. I have some online that you can see, but whatever you have, use it. But first you want to clear. So set something up. I'm lighting a candle. I'm lighting some incense. When you clean your house to get rid of everything, just like when we do kitchen magic, go counterclockwise as much as you can. So again, houses or apartments aren't counterclockwise. So you go room to room, but if there's a chance to circle, go counterclockwise. And the first time you are just getting rid of anger, sadness, stuckness, staleness, ghosts, if you have any portals, push it out windows, push it out doors. This is when I use a broom. Even if you don't have a magical witch's broom, take any broom and just push it out, push it out. Ah, I was sad here. I had COVID here, whatever that is, push it out. Windows, doors, down drains, clear, clear, clear. Uh, ring a bell if you have a bell. If you don't have a bell, hit pots and pans together. Go get out, get out. No bad energy, no ghosts, no portals, no spirits. Just clear, clear, clear. You're not adding anything good. You're just getting, getting rid of, getting rid of outdoors and windows, whether they're open or not, it still works. You can open them if it's right. If you have an incense, 
you could use sage. I think sage is a little harsh, but you're going to fill it up anyways. I like Palo Santo. Just any, clear, clear, clear. And this can feel really good. Room by room, and it feels good. But don't stop there. Now it's a big empty house. Now you want to fill it up. Now, as when we add things, you're going to go clockwise. You're going to go room to room. Now, Burn a sweet incense, frankincense, myrrh, something holy, sandalwood, anything that you like, a nice Indian incense, whatever that is. Now maybe you want a little chime to ring, or maybe you want to carry a candle room to room, bringing light into this room, whatever you have, just like I'm bringing in love and light. Now go place to place, maybe start with your front door, and claim, state with intent what you want. Who is allowed into your home? Only people invited in, people with respect for me, for my home or my family. Okay. What comes in that window? Fresh air, inspiration, love, a beautiful view. What do you want in your living room? Conversation, relaxation, food. In the kitchen, yummy full cupboards. Around the kitchen table, bedroom. Ah, great sleep, great intimacy, great sex, whatever. In your children's room. Ah, safety, educate, everything that you want. In the bathroom, make it feel like that spa, cleanliness, good body image, look in your mirror, good self-image, body image, health, happiness, good plumbing, literally and physically, room by room, and then it's going to feel like a whole new place. At first it felt like, ah, how it's felt and maybe didn't pay attention for the last two years. Then it feels open and clear, it looks so much bigger, and then it feels like home. That's all you have to do. Make it fun, make it if you want your family to do it, from the little ones could do it too. Hand your little kid the magic wand. I'm putting love into this room. I'm putting here, whatever that is, or do it all by yourself. But clean your energy. Your energy is just as obvious, just as important, actually more important than the color paint on the walls or the little bit of dust on the table. So summer is here. We're slowly, slowly, two steps up, one step back, coming out of this pandemic. Clean your energy. That's it. Remember, magic is everywhere. You just have to clean it up sometimes. And I have some really, really good magic for you today. Actually, one of my favorite people that I've admired forever and honored to have her, who I honestly think is like one of the first ladies, most loved, most respected people in the paranormal business. She hardly needs introduction, but you will recognize her herself. Um, welcome, Katrina Weidman. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah, thanks. I'm so excited to be here. It's nice to talk to you again because we worked together a couple months ago and yes. I felt like and we didn't really get a chance to talk when you came out because it was you know, it, in and out kind of situation. It was, as as those things always are, they were. And I really, as as always, I had no idea where I was or where I was going. And it was chilly. I was cold. I'm yeah. an LA girl. I have very thin blood. And I like, <laughs> and then I look at myself on camera going, I think I had 12 too many coats on. I don't know. I look like a walking Barbie doll. Um, but yeah, I was so thrilled to do that. And um yeah, extra excited. I mean, I do lots of stuff, but it's like, I'm working with Katrina. This Aww. is awesome because honestly, I and I don't think it's just my opinion and I really don't say this to everybody who comes on the show. I think you really must be one of the most respected and, and loved, not even just women, people in the paranormal because you've been so true to it for these years and you started so young yeah. and you're still so vibrant within it. Thank how did you. you, yeah, so from all my like witchy folks and everything, how did you even end up in this par crazy paranormal world? Yeah, it it's funny. I think we all kind of have this 
a similar story where we feel like it kind of chose us, you know, versus us choosing it. But I, I grew up in haunted houses. And so there were two that we lived in. And so it really started this thirst for wanting to know what this was. And, um, my parents, you know, my mom's a believer, my dad's a non-believer. So I feel like we got a good mixture of both sides of it. Um, and you know, I, always read about it, always did my own little research, whatever that meant when I was 12, you know? (laughs) Um, and then when I got to school at college, they had a, they had a paranormal club. And at the time, you know, ghost hunters was out, it was doing really well. So you, it wasn't uncommon to see a paranormal club pop pop up. And so I went to their meeting and it, it, I kind of a long story, but I had to drop out. And then I went back later. Um, (laughs) And when I went back, they were doing training. And so they had a course that you could take to be an investigator. And it was really just about learning different cultures, learning different religions and how to be objective and how to properly interview someone, how to work with children, how to assess for, you know, psychological issues you might find or environmental issues that could affect somebody to think, you know, they're having a haunting. It was all of that stuff. And at the same time, they were getting their own television show on A&E called Paranormal State. And so I ended up doing the show, graduated from the training class, and it just completely snowballed from there. Um, I never, you know, when I was a kid, this wasn't a job, you know, so it wasn't like I was, you know, eight being like, I'm going to be a paranormal investigator like that, like that was not a thing. Um, But I always thought I would do it in some way, but I didn't know what that meant. I, you know, maybe go out to haunted places and write a book. There was a, there was a woman in my hometown that wrote a couple books. Um, she went like around the world doing it in the seventies. And so I thought if anything, if I had any kind of idea of working in that way, I think it would have been, I would have understood it to be in that way, but I never thought it would be the way I've been doing it. Wow. Yeah, it does kind of choose you. But that just makes me so happy to know that they really did train you in belief systems, religions, how to talk to both the dead and the living, because so many people don't. That kills me because that's what I study, too. Religion. I even have a spirituality school. It's like these people go in. It's like they dive in the deep end and they don't know how to swim. They have never even been near water before. And then they 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 do this stuff. So that no wonder I love you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm very grateful that that was my introduction into the field professionally because I think it gave me a, a really deep level of respect for not just the work, but also the people you come in contact yeah. with. And I think, you know, I think it, one of the benefits that's really come out of the shows is that it has exposed people to the field and it has kind of taken off some of the taboo about yeah. people who experience the stuff or live that lifestyle or whatever. But I think the negative side that we've seen, which, you know, which is why I think something like podcasts are so important or the events that we do are so important is because, you know, one of the negative sides has been what you just said is that people do it without really having an understanding of how to do it properly. And I think that can have negative consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So that, again, that's why you've, again, always stood out is in so much integrity yeah. and, and virtue and how you do things. Yes, it's TV and yes, we do these fun things, but that is awesome. Um, 
And speaking of podcasts, you have a podcast now yourself, right? As well as Portals to Hell, yeah. um, which we'll talk about as well. But so you have something called um, Travel the Dead? Yeah. So Travel the Dead, it's a it's a, it's a YouTube project. I kind of call it a, an investigative journey more than a show because I it, it's kind of funny how it started. It started really out of the, the pandemic. Um, you know, Heather Taddy, my best, she's one of my best friends. We met doing this in college. She was part of paranormal state with me. Mm -hmm. And since we've done paranormal state, we always get these requests to come out to haunted locations, check them out, blah, blah, blah. And kind of with our schedules, we don't always get to do as much as we want to, you know, um, especially when she and I have conflicting schedules and TV, but with the pandemic, you know, obviously we had nothing to do (laughs) and like, and, um, these places were still asking us to come out and they were like, look, we don't have anybody for like a year. If you want to come out, the place is all yours. And so it became this thing of, let's just go out and do it. It's just us. So we don't, you know, we don't have to worry about COVID and, um, it was also a thing of, I really wanted to show a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of what it mm. is to do this. Cause I, like in television shows, you, you just get glimpses of what we do and you know, they're really, my God, God bless the editors because they are so talented. The producers who work on those shows are so talented to take, you know, four or five days of investigating and make it into a cohesive story and show that people can enjoy at home. But I do sometimes feel like you don't always get the other part of it, you know? And so I really wanted to show that and what it's like to be an investigator. And because it can be really taxing and confusing. And, um, you know, so Travel the Dead is very much like the journey that Heather and I go on, the journey I've been going on. And then we do do a live uh, section for it um, every now and again, where we kind of talk more in depth about our investigations. Um, And we do that all on YouTube. That's fabulous. So you guys yeah. check it out. Travel the Dead with Katrina. Um, yes. And going back to Portals to Hell, I was so thrilled when they called me to be on it. Like I said, you've always like, oh, I get to work with Katrina. <laughs> oh, Jack too. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I must say it was so cute though, because, you know, I've done a lot of these shows and, and mo- mostly Ghost Adventures and I'm used to poker faces, but <laughs> you, girl, because, <laughs> and, and they even, the producers forewarn you going, okay, now, you know, even if you tell us what color underpants basically the ghost is wearing and then you give their whole life story from birth to death, they won't let you know. They won't let you know. And I, okay, I'm, I'm used to that. But no, you, you, you were great. Cause, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, cause you didn't, didn't know where it was when we were at, at that bar in Memphis. And I was almost when, and I tried to stay in my right brain place, not get all logical because it screws everything up. As, as we know, I, I'm what are you going to think is going to ruin everything? But I almost went there when all of a sudden this, literally, I'd never experienced any of this in my entire life of doing this bird invisible bird flew in front of my face, and I, and you guys, what's going on? And I almost like didn't want to say, oh, eh, just mm. a. a I had no idea, but you didn't give away that there was this whole bird theme. I was like, that is so weird. Should I say there's a giraffe in the building? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, re- I, that's what I, again, I love it. You're not guiding people through to anything yeah. or anything like that. It, it all comes out at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's really important to both me and Jack. Um, uh, one of the psychics we work with, actually two of them, Sarah Lemos and Cindy Keza, they I both are Cindy, always, I uh, yeah, she's so sweet. And they're always like, can you guys just stop 
with the poker face. Like, like I get it. I'm not gonna say anything, but they're like, you make me feel so uncomfortable. And we're like, sorry, <laughs> we don't want to give anything away. You know, we just want to hear what you get. And, you know, then we'll tell you at the end and yeah. all that stuff. So. Well, well, if you ever get tired of this paranormal thing, learn poker, really. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> I'm at the card table. She's like, we don't know what hand she has. We don't know. Um, that is funny. So when you go into places, again, I know you're trained in all the ethical things and how to talk to people. My show is a very witchy show and it very goes into the spiritual and paranormal and protection and things. And that's some of the stuff I teach. How do you go in? What is your belief system or how do you protect yourself or you're going into a place? Yeah, yeah. I think my belief system, I've kind of had to put it in separate boxes you know, so there's the belief system I grew up with, which yeah. I, I still very much, you know, I think it's really hard to abandon that um, because it's just how you were raised and it's how you, you know, kind of moved through the world for a long time. So I'm, I'm really well aware that I have that in me and I have my parents' belief systems that, yeah. you know, they, they had and taught us, um, which is mostly like, you know, a Christian background. Mm -hmm. um, but then I have my belief systems I've adopted as an adult, which is very eclectic. You know, um, I kind of like pull from a couple different things, just whatever really speaks to me spiritually. And I, I, I consider myself more spiritual than religious. Um, so, but it, when it comes to work, I leave all of those at the door um, because I don't want, I don't want any of those experiences to go through that filter. And I know they will on some level, but I think what's really helpful is just being aware mm -hmm. of what my belief systems are. So that way, if I experience something, I'm not labeling it automatically because that's what I was taught to think that is, right. you know, you kind of have to strip that all away. Um, so I think that's been really helpful, but those are kind of like the three sections I work in. And then there's, there's, you know, my belief system, I think, is ever evolving because work has taught me that we don't know everything. You know, I, I've experienced yeah. so much weird stuff over the years that I cannot explain and that I think, you know, 90 percent of the religions out there would tell you shouldn't exist and doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. and, you know, but I've seen it. So. You know, what do you make of that? Yeah. And and I agree with you 100%. And I take from everybody, a little from ILB, a little from ILC. And yeah. I, kind of my gift, and you're super gifted too, mm -hmm. is I see energy. I see things. And it almost doesn't matter what name you put on it. That's like a template. I'm yeah. using my Christian or my Judeo-Christian, or I'm using my old school pagan, or getting real new agey, or getting all ET. Whatever that is, it's that same energy. You just put different names almost. It's like a template. So I think it's fine to go from, I'm going back into, you know, Hail Mary, if that's what you need to do. Right. And it, it all is, it's just how we navigate. It's just how we navigate, find our own truth. Yeah. And, and that's what we've been teaching our thing. And I do think, and what do you think? I think, again, I'm not going to get into age of Aquarius that we're moving into, but I think more and more unexplainable to the, you know, the old fashioned world is happening. I think the veil really is thinning between the worlds and. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I go back and forth with that because I'm like, is it just something where people are more accepting of it? So we're hearing about it more or is there something really happening? And I don't have, from my perspective, I don't have the answer, but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you pulling from different, you know, things, whatever feels right to you. And they're all just labels, 
yeah. know, that's that's really all they are. And if you look at religions and cultures, they all kind of have their own version of the same things, you know. So, um, but I I am very much a believer in. I really do think there's some, just because I've seen it in my own life, like when I do a burning ceremony or something, because I do do that um, to either release things that I need to release or things that I hope to manifest in my life. You know, I have seen like crazy results from doing that stuff. So I do very much believe there's some sort of power we all have within us that kind of taps into something. Yep, I do too. And again, you could put it into any terms you want. But and I'm a I'm a big burner too. <laughs> I'm gonna burn, I'm writing it down. I'm burning it up. Get rid of it. Go away. Or I'm gonna set it a thing. I I I'm also a lot of big planter. Whether I'm planting things or bird seed, the bird's gonna take it off and eat it, and we're gonna bring it into the universe. There's lots of ways to get real elemental with that. But I do, and I even that I think you could take into. That we're burning, we're doing something action. If you look at the basic psychology of it, it's mind, body, spirit. You know, there's 20,000. You have to believe this to make anything happen. We'll never surpass our thought pattern. Body, you have to take action. You're burning. And the spirit is that magic or faith behind it, whether it's going to church and pray or, or doing a burning or a candle working or a vision board or affirmation. I think in, in my witchcrafty world, we call it creation working dispatch. In in psychology, it's mind, body, spirit, but it's all the same. Yeah. So if you want to get down and dirty, you want to write stuff down, you want to get rid of, that's scientific just as much as anything else. We are tapping into its energy, whatever name you want to put on it. So yeah, yeah go burn people, go burn things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally I agree with that. And I've been using affirmations for... Like on and off for probably the last 10 years, but really more steadily over the last few years. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny because when you look, there is science behind that, you know, there, it does change the neural pathways and, you know, it's really interesting. So, um, you know, or you can even look at meditation and how they used to, I guess our Western world used to, you know, I don't want to say demonize it, but just to sort of like brush it off as it was nothing. But there's yeah. legitimately real science behind it that shows yeah. how it works and how it changes us. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I just think it's all labels and uh, but there's a basis for a lot of it, I think. Yeah, I know. And 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 science is that's getting into all the quantum sciences and science yeah. is proving all this stuff that some old shaman or some old medicine guy or some old witch is going to yeah, known that for years. Yeah, <laughs> we call it this. Yeah, um, yeah. So, in addition to this beautiful paranormal world, which I do think, yes, I do think it is getting stronger. I because I kind of see the veil, and I do think it mm. is thinning. We are going into a different age, and yes, it is because it's more accepted, and we have 24-hour internet. We have 24-hour everything. Yeah. So it's not just you write a letter and tell your friend about your experience. You know, 100,000 people know in, in two seconds flat. So I think they both have something to do with it. Um, but in addition to this, our beautiful, paranormal, magical, spiritual world, um, to me, I think people who go into that are very creative, right brain people. So you are also a singer-songwriter, correct? Yeah, I am. Yeah. So that And it kind of goes back into... Uh, you know, being a kid and what you wanted to be when you grew up. I, again, I did not think the paranormal was going to be a thing. Um, so when I was growing up, it was very much singer, songwriter, actor. Cause my, my mom is, uh, she's, she's an actor and, um, never really professionally. She did some professional things here and there. 
Um, and then my dad got into it. And so we very much grew up with, like, I grew up watching my parents tap dance together on stage and my dad in drag and like, you know, um, yeah, my mom's singing and like all that stuff, very musical household. Um, so I went to school, my first degree is in music and my second degree is in theater. Um, so it was very much, that's what I was going to do. I was going to be in the arts. And, um, then this whole other side kind of took over, but, uh, very happily working back on my music again. So good, good. And I think they really do go hand in hand. I think people who are trained in the arts are going to do better going into this paranormal world for a million reasons, both the TV version of it. And just, we know how to I call it dance between the, the, the logical and the intuitive yeah. as artists have to. And so do paranormal people. So I, yeah. so you are working on your music again. Is I there am. Anything we can, are going to be able to hear or? soon. Yeah. Soon three singles are coming. So I've been working with producer Barb Morrison. Um, and, uh, the recording engineer is Jeremy Kenny and, um, John Jeter for, uh, final mixing. And so we like very talented people, on these songs, which I'm really excited about. So hopefully in the next couple of months, I, I think, so two of them are at final mix right now. The other one, I go back into the studio in a couple of weeks to finish and then that'll go off to final mix and then they Yay. go to mastering. Yeah. All right. And you wrote these songs yourself? Did you? Yeah. Write them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so I like, I've always written since I was 10 or 11, I was writing songs, but, um, you know, I, I was in a band for a number of years and when that band broke up, I, I don't know. It was like, I had a creative block. Like I was writing, but nothing really felt right. Nothing felt like I wasn't excited about anything I was writing, you know, after our disbandment. And, um, then I met Barb and I started working with Barb and doing like a a bit of a mentorship with them. And Barb said something to me that totally just, I don't know, like unleash the beast, I think. But it was, they said to me as I was writing and I was kind of like expressing my frustrations, they were like, just let it be what it's going to be. Like, why are you trying to control it so much? And I was like, I don't know the answer to that. And them just saying that to me, just, I, I was like, I don't know, over 40 songs just bleh, like came wow. right out. Yeah. So it was like at least a song a day for like eight weeks. And um, yeah. So, wow, that is awesome. Yeah. So in, in looking again, you're creatives and I, in looking at that, and you even said you grew up in like two haunted houses. I think a lot of houses are haunted. People don't see it. So you yourself are very intuitive, very psychic yourself, but I don't know if Mm. you, obviously you know that. I don't know if you use those words. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. I'll tell you the story. So on paranormal state, if if people go back and watch the opening credits, we're each labeled something. Mm -hmm. So like Sergi's the tech expert and Elfie is the occultist. And, um, they didn't really know what to label me, I guess. And I had disclosed that I've had dreams that come true and that I've had feelings about people, like things that I shouldn't know about them that I'll know, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they originally labeled me the psychic. And I like fall against that though, because I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. These things just happen when they happen. I don't label myself that way. Um, so I had a, I guess it caused a big thing because I had to go back in and pay for new graphics, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but I, I do ever since I was a kid, just had those things happen, especially the dreams. The dreams are big with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that, again, that shows us getting out of our way. I teach this little thing I call dream school. It's putting a glass of water by the side of your bed because water, it's, it's like, it's a battery. It enhances things. If you want to ask something specific, you know, they do all that science with water. Now, if you're mean to water, it changes. Oh, the yeah. molecules. If you're loving with water, it's directable. So if you put a glass of water by your bed, don't drink it because it collects everything unless it's sealed. But, and just say, I want to talk to whoever, whatever, or, you know, what is the meaning of life or what outfit should I wear? It's crazy work. So, so yeah. dream time is good, but I, yeah, you're definitely gifted. That's, it's just obvious in, in everything. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I, well, and it's funny too, what you said about, you know, kind of getting out of your way, because I, I find I have the most, the most psychic dreams or even just being really into, like I get flashes of things and they'll happen the most when I am totally aware of what I want in life, where I'm not stressed out, where I'm not pulled in a million directions by people or things I don't want to be pulled by, you know, it's like when I'm very, very sure and grounded in my life, those are when all of that stuff happens. Like it, I mean, floodgates open when that stuff is in line. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, so, and if you're not there in the moment, you just breathe into it. You know, that's Mm -hmm. stuff you can learn and practice along the way, but that is beautiful. Um, so anyway, I could have a thousand million other questions. Um, (laughs) but I'm just going to have to have you come back. Yeah, I know. I would love to. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you. I'm sure everybody knows where you are. Portals of Hell is still going now. And here, so tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So, um, I am on all the social media. So Katrina Weidman, um, and my last name is spelled we ID man. So you can find me on there. And, uh, if you want to catch the last season of Portals to Hell, season three, which Patty was on, uh, you can go to Dis- <laughs> you can go to Discovery Plus. And Patty's episode was our Memphis, Tennessee episode, which was yeah. um, Ernestine and Hazel's. It was yeah. a very cool episode. One of my favorites. Yeah, that was wild. Again, I had no idea. And I was like, well, it's a bar. And I felt the yeah. music so much, also being married to a musician part of my life. And so that was that was perfect. So Yeah, yeah. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Katrina Weidman. Thank you for visiting the Witching Hour. Thank you for having me.